Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way here on AP Radio, the only show where the host will tell you that watching a Siamese cat give a review of the live-action Lady in the Tramp movie is a lot better than spending your time or wasting your time actually watching the live-action Lady in the Tramp movie. Yeah, from what I heard, that that movie looks like garbage, but thankfully they didn't decide to put that in theaters like the other Dumpster Fire live-action remakes they've been doing lately. But with that being said, Disney Plus is here, ladies and gentlemen, and it's actually pretty good. We'll talk more about that later, but first of all, welcome to Truth, Justice, and Ian Hand Way. I'm your host, Ian Hand, and it's been a pretty kind of November, as Novembers typically are. I don't know, ever since after October, like the year just never really goes out with a bang for me in terms of like weather or atmosphere because like spookiness is awesome. And then like November's like, uh, we're trying to be our own thing, but we're always in the shadow of December and Christmas. Like, I feel like even October is unfortunately getting like the November treatment now. Like, I can't even enjoy Halloween anymore without seeing fucking Christmas in my stores. I understand capitalism is a bitch and all, but like this is taking it a little too far in my opinion. It's just like the only thing that I can really enjoy about November is like, hmm, let's see if I can actually make it through an entire month without shaving, even though I don't have any like real reason to do that. I just kind of do it for fun. Eventually, like I might try to join a uh, thing if there's actually a legitimate like Movember uh, awareness thing and like become like a person who legitimately does it. I don't know if they have anything like that. I have never bothered to look. I guess for me, just being a guy who also like has like a really interesting love hate relationship with his facial hair. I guess I just wanted to do it. But hopefully uh i can make it it's the 19th as i'm recording this so you guys will be listening to me on uh the 20th so hopefully i didn't completely lose my mind within the next 24 hours and i think i can make it for the next 10 days because you know i can fucking do it sorry there was some weird banging on a window or something outside the window i hate when people start banging on things i'm like oh god i don't i don't i don't live here i don't want to get like punished for you know occupying this space at eight o'clock in the morning or anything (laughs) so as i kind of mentioned previously disney plus came out and i didn't get it for free i didn't get it i am basically mooching off from my friend who pre-ordered it yeah i i do think that's really weird who the fuck pre-orders a premium streaming service well apparently he does and he's uh not regretting it in any way shape or form well, good for him, I guess. Um, it's actually a pretty good um, all-in-all streaming service if you are into what they offer. This is a very specific streaming service, and I don't think I've ever been on one of these before. And I think that this is the only one I was really excited for. And then you kind of come to terms like, oh, yeah, that's going to be pretty weird. Um, like I wanted to get DC universe and I really wish I did and I can just have it for the year and worry about it next year, but that's DC, but like DC would have a whole bunch of things. The DC universe app would have so many things for me that would specifically target me. 
because it's like it's got comic books it's got deals it's got merchandise it's got streaming sir it's got old cartoons got old movies it's got new tv shows it would have had a whole bunch of things to keep me preoccupied but then i i go to disney and i'm like wait i'm not really a huge fan of all these disney movies i mean like andrea is but i didn't get this yet for her and then i'm like i also really don't like star wars that much it's fun to watch with my friends because uh, austin and i actually watched uh majority of revenge of the sith together and i think mainly us just kind of trashing the movie was more enjoyable than watching the movie itself and this is actually one of those ones i actually enjoy so you got to say how i feel about the ones i really don't care about um but beyond that like i have no interest in the mandalorian like it looks fine uh i guess that's my like one minute review like in a 60th of the time it should take it looks like a good show um immediately have no interest in it because it's overhyped already it has been telling me like oh it's the best show ever oh my god and it's like uh it, it might not be that great then because you know anybody or everybody who out there who's always like talks like a freaking like review critic like oh this is the best show of 2019 or this is the best show ever like you see that stuff like with every motherfucking like movie review or like a movie that advertises like early movie reviews like you know exactly what i'm talking about like it was always like that i'm like really because i just saw the last movie trailer for this and it said this is the best movie ever of 2019 like how can two movies be the best of 2019 seriously I just thought it was absolutely stupid. So I guess I'm kind of that person who was like, the second someone talks like that or someone who enough people talk like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, ah, you said that about Stranger Things and I really didn't give a shit about Stranger Things. I still don't care about Stranger Things. So like, it's hard to believe that the Mandalorian is going to blow my fucking mind watch like the shows i'm actually interested in like all the marvel shows that are not launching with this not not even one of the marvel shows i want are launching with this app which really fucking sucks because i mean like obviously i knew falcon and winter soldier was going to be one i would have to wait for even if i didn't want it and i'd be like oh i can watch this one but like i would have taken loki i would have taken wandavision i would have totally taking she hulk or moon knight but i know those aren't even casted yet so let alone even being launched on like with the app when they were announced like only a few months before the app would actually launch but i mean like i know they're probably currently working on falcon and the winter soldier as i'm talking to you right now and as i'm recording this so it's like they're they're working on it because i think it comes out what next year or the year after like it's an absurd amount of time of what I have to wait for to actually enjoy the app. So, I mean, like, it's a, it's a nice trial run, I guess, because I have it for free for a year. And knowing my friend Mark, who is basically going to be letting his girlfriend and his friends, all, all the two of his other friends use it. He's obviously going to be renewing this because, like, he's got so many people who's using it. And, like, I've convinced him that, like, hey, we should talk about maybe splitting the bundle or something. Like we can get the bundle because I would like to just, you know, not worry about Hulu, not worry about anything like that. Like it'll give me a reason to be like, oh, I can switch the Hulu tab or something like I want to see what that would actually do if I had that bundle. 
I mean, maybe it's the same thing, except I'm just paying one bill a month instead of two because I don't know. I mean, like I use Hulu way more than I use Netflix, but like I barely use either now. <laughs> like I've been using Disney Plus like pretty regularly since it launched like a week ago, which has only been with really like one or two shows. But like that's still a lot. The first thing I actually watched um was one of the Pixar shorts. I think is a Jerry's game. It's the old man who plays chess with himself. For some reason, when I was a kid, and to this day, it's still like one of my favorite Pixar shorts ever. And I just, I don't know, it's a five minute fucking thing. And I'm like, I was trying forever to find something to watch. And I'm like, I got to watch this. This is awesome. I love it so much. And what I've been currently uh, picking my brain through is one of my favorite uh, cartoons, I think, ever. And it's uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Hero show. If you guys have not watched this one, like it's not it's not the Avengers Assemble. It's not even like whatever the fuck's going on now. It's Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's like the 2010-2011 one. And I think this is probably the best Marvel cartoon ever made. Yeah, I know that's pretty bold because I had to compete with the Fox X-Men and Spider-Man cartoon and Spectacular Spider-Man. And uh, surprisingly, Spectacular Spider-Man is the only thing that I was really like, oh, my God, I want that. But it's not on there. I think that might be owned by somebody else, but I don't know. I'm kind of like wondering why that wasn't even remotely on there. It kind of sucks. I want to know if anyone's like asking about it and if they actually have answered that. I should probably look into that later on. But I know for a fact that's the one thing I really wanted to see on here, but it isn't. That's a really good show. If you haven't seen Spectacular Spider-Man, that's another show I would recommend. But Earth's Mightiest Heroes is a really good show. I'm not going to do a review for like a nine-year-old show. Even though I really want to, I might do a retrospective one day of it. But that's for a video, not for like just a straight up audio essay about it. So yeah, look for that maybe in the future. But um, yeah, it's a fantastic show. It's probably the best I think Marvel has ever done when it comes to treating the show like it's still a show for children. It's it's superhero based, but it's made for adults like you can actually get behind some of the emotions. You can get behind some of the moments in the show that are like, wow, this is pretty cool for a kid's show. And like I can see that the uh, newer Avengers um tv show like the adventures assemble like i try to give that show a chance when i still was able to watch it on disney when i had cable and it was just not good like i just i couldn't watch it it was just like it was for children like they were doing like <laughs> jokes like the entire time like i felt like it was insulting my intelligence but um, beyond that, there's a whole lot of stuff you can watch on there. Like you can watch the entire uh, phase one uh, and two, I think, of uh, the Avengers movies. I actually haven't gone through the, mo the movies because I think I own like all of them. And I don't really feel like I want to just be like, oh, fuck all the DVDs I spent like the last decade or so collecting to watch them all on streaming. But there are some that like I haven't seen that I would probably be like, I'd be more inclined to watch. Um, I know Endgame's on there, and like the less we talk about that movie right now, the better. I know Captain Marvel is on there, 
But in terms of like anything else from phase three, I still think Netflix has like the rights to them until like a certain time next year. And then like Netflix is going to lose a shit ton of stuff. I just want to point that out there. I know I'm trying not my best not to just ramble on into the next topic, but Netflix is going to lose so many things. I honestly am so upset. And I think like Hulu is even losing like community. Like I know for a fact the office and I think even parks and recreation are going off Netflix to go to the, this fucking NBC fucking Peacock. I think it's called. That's a stupid fucking name. Um, I know those are going there. And then uh, I think they've also, they've also lost Fred's, which I'm not a fan of Friends in the slightest. So I kind of sleep on that one. But I know there's a lot of people out there who basically watch Netflix for the occasional like good like show and like their friends slash office uh, rewatches. And I got to see when the actually office is going to be uh, taken off because I might watch it if it's already still on there. I don't know. Shit, did office go off already without me even knowing? Well, maybe I should definitely watch Community one more time before they take that off. And I might just buy the whole complete series. Like It's at, well, it's at Menards or something like the whole like collection of Community is at Menards. And I'm like, you know what? I might just bite the bullet and buy that because, like, whatever. It's a great... Sh it's my favorite fucking television show, I think, ever. <laughs> so, I think it'd be, like, fine. Like, oh, I can just pop in a DVD, whatever. Because it'll give me more of an incentive to, like, not just binge it the entire weekend and be like, oh, this was the greatest show ever oh god it's done or it sucks now like I can't I, I just spent my entire weekend watching it and I don't know it, it's just like it's so weird to have all these streaming services and such but I don't know I have Netflix because my parents and Andrea use it I have Hulu because I watch occasionally something good on there the same thing my family uses it I'm not paying for any of these, so like I shouldn't even complain. And I have Crunchyroll because my friend wants it. I have Disney Plus more so from my friend, but also I'm going to get this one and I might just pay for it because my girlfriend wants it. And if the DC app doesn't get absorbed into the new HBO one, I'll get that. And if it does, I want the HBO to really let me know that I can just get the D have the DC Universe functions then I'll totally get your HBO shit. Like, but if you take away everything that I love about this DC Universe app before I take it, before I'm actually able to get it, please don't do that to me. I am way too fucking excited for this app and I've been really wanting to get it forever. If it was on PlayStation, I would have totally found a way to pay for it because I love it that much. It's a perfect DC app for a DC fan such as myself. Please, 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 please don't get it absorbed into the stupid HBO app unless you're going to take all of it and just put the app inside your HBO thing and let me read the comics. Let me get the merch for DC. I might not even go near your HBO side. I would literally just be paying for the DC stuff. I'm not even kidding, like on that front. 
Speaking of things that I don't know if I'm going to actually pay for or not, Capcom has continued to be weird, and I don't really know how to introduce this. I love Capcom. I think Capcom really hit hard towards like the last decade, back when I started to like them, because I knew more about what they did versus what they were currently doing. And then, like, between Monster Hunter World, Resident Evil 2's remake, and Devil May Cry 5, like, Capcom came back hard. They've been doing some really cool stuff. They've been just getting better. And the Teppen game, which I think is licensed by Capcom, not being made by them, but, like, the fact that, like, there's a really cool card game out there with Capcom characters is really cool. But a lot of things that people can agree upon is that their fighting game department is lacking in comparison to all the love the other titles are getting so street fighter 5 it just got another mode or another version of itself announced it's called street fighter 5 championship edition now as opposed to arcade edition where you had the game basically get like a nice re vamp like you get all these extra modes you get all this extra content you get all this extra great stuff you get extra v triggers you get a brand new cast of characters and it was a free upgrade for everybody now championship edition is a free upgrade upgrade for gameplay but the actual thing that they're going for is you can pre-order the upgrade pack for you can either buy this on a disc, something that Capcom never said we would do is we would never sell, we would never sell you another disc of the game. If you bought Street Fighter V Vanilla Edition, that's the only disc you'll ever need. Fair enough. But they never really said that we would never not charge you for upgrades, but they didn't do that for Arcade Edition, and I got all the stuff for Arcade Edition. But Championship Edition is like the completed edition. At least from my perspective, it looks like it's the completed edition. Because it's going to add two more characters. One that was announced, and we'll talk about him in a second. But raising the total to 40 characters. Bringing in all 34 stages from the game, including like transitions and such and such. And bringing in all 200 costumes to the game. And again, this is kind of where I kind of fall off and say, I just feel so shitty that I bought as many as I fucking did. Honestly, like I would actually have to like look into the ones I bought, but I know my friends bought some on my console too. And I actually did win some like with the fighting chance, but like, I got to think about the ones I actually purchased but, like, at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, like, would I not want to get that? It's twenty. No, it's $29.99 for the actual disc if you want to go that far. Or it's $24.99 for an upgrade, which means I would just pay the 25 bucks to get all the content, but I would still have the same disc, and then I would just get the characters. That comes out in February, and I'm kind of inclined to do that but at the same time i don't know and i think this is a perfect time to introduce a really quick segment i'm going to be introducing called 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is going to be a segment where I talk about a certain thing that I have a little bit of a moral dilemma about and talking about the good aspects of it, the bad aspects of it, and just the downright ugly, if there even is. Mainly the bad will cover it all, but let's just dig in with the good. So getting all the contents good, because there's a lot of costumes I really want, but I just can't throw $4 a pop at it every single time. It'd be really nice to have a complete edition of a game that I have really had a real big relationship with for the last four years. I really like Street Fighter V, and I think I'm going to continue playing this game more than I have played other versions of Street Fighter. Street Fighter IV is a still a fun game to come back to, but at the same time, it's just not as fun. I really like Street Fighter V. I love that gameplay aspect. I really like the idea that this game is, you know, is a lot of fun. I have been there when the cast was just 16 characters. I actually bought the game when it had 18, but it was still a small cast. And now having it be 40 characters... It's a really nice, well-rounded cast, getting characters from all the games in there. Hell, we even got, like, two different final bosses in this series in the same game, and I think that's awesome. Honestly, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It just looks like a really nice idea. The idea that I can get all the costumes, especially, like, all the really good ones that I just haven't had the opportunity to get. It would just feel... It would literally feel complete. I would actually have everything. I would have as much content as anybody who spent all the money on it. I would get two more characters. And I would just feel like that is this probably the best thing to do. Like, it would just be really not that bad of an idea. Obviously, the price isn't great. And I am excited for the new character that was announced, and it's Gil. He's the final boss of Street Fighter Three. And he looks really cool. And the fact that I would get all the costumes because he has got like a lot of cool costumes. They have Darksider costumes. I can have a Dark Darkstalkers, like technically Darkstalkers for Fight Night. We can only play as characters with Darkstalker costumes. That would be really fun to do. I don't know. I think that we should just... I think this game would be fun to have all this content and stuff because I would have so many good crossover costumes that I didn't get a chance to buy. I would basically be able to have a Capcom All-Stars fighting game within Street Fighter V with gameplay that I really like instead of just doing a hyper fighter, have characters that perfectly represent certain other characters, like have all the really cool school uniform outfits. Like a lot of characters have a lot of costumes in here that I would really like to have. Now for the bad news or the bad. The fact that they're slapping in the face to people who bought the content or bought as much content as they probably did now again hang on one sec sorry about that oh that cat in here i guess i'm not really that immune to his aller allergens just yet i guess i have to live with the cat anyway the point that i kind of want to get at for what i hate about the stupid ass um, price tag is that like 
I really should have just waited and I never bought a costume in my life if I knew this was going to happen. It, it just seems really underhanded and it seems like a very old Capcom thing to do. Like as an old as in the Street Fighter 4 cross Tekken era. And I thought we were past that. And it really kind of sucks that we're nowhere near that. We're basically coming right back to that part of their time rather than just saying, okay, to anyone out there who bought the who bought costumes or who has all this, who has this, like to anyone out there who bought the game from the beginning, who has the vanilla copy of the disc for disc people only or for even if it's digital people only, like I don't care. Get this game. You get the the championship upgrade for free. You get all the costumes. You get all the stages. You get all this. Like the fact that people would actually, it's like I'm on the fence about paying for it, but with the twenty five dollar price tag, I'm very upset about it. it. It it just upsets me that we would even consider doing this or have this be the case because it's like, wow, that pissed off a lot of people because I know my friend mark is probably fucking furious about it because he bought a lot of costumes and he's probably like what the fuck i could have just spent 25 dollars and gotten everything or i could have just spent 30 dollars once and got everything and then he can make fun of me and say ha you literally spent like hundreds of hundreds of dollars potentially probably almost 200 dollars or something of content on this thing and I don't care how long you've been playing it for. I don't think you'll ever be able to match up the amount of time you played for it. I absolutely love Street Fighter V. And I think no matter how much I put into it, I feel like I have consumed my product properly. Even if I put more money, even if I put another $100 into it. And then they gave me like six more characters on top of the 40 they're giving us. It'd be a great investment. But I think for pissing a lot of people off who actually were loyal and actually like bought all the costumes or bought a lot of the costumes just for you to say, well, I don't care that you did that. If you want, if everyone else wants them, they basically just pay a, a, a basically as a max of $30. Something that I probably think they all would have wished that that to all they would have cost. And the downright ugly, I think is that they don't really, seem to be giving you that much else. They're just giving you stuff that they've already been giving out to people. And it doesn't seem like it feels like a true championship edition. If they said, okay, we get a total of 46 characters. We give you a whole nother season of DLC. And if you buy this game, you get those characters now, or you can buy them individually, or you can buy a season pass without getting the championship edition, whichever you want to do. They'll give you they give you options, but they say that we're just surprising you with five more characters. We're surprising you with technically seven more fucking characters because we don't know who the 40th character is. And then a whole nother sea of DLC after that, and then be like, but if you buy the championship edition now, you will get them now. You just have to wait for them to come out which I think is a fair investment in my opinion. But, you know, it's, it just seems like they're just not giving us that much. They're just giving you the stages that you couldn't afford or the costumes you couldn't afford and just two more characters for 25 to 
Don't get me wrong, if you don't have Street Fighter V, I really implore you to get this version because it's a big fucking money saver. But at the same time, it just seems like a slap in the face and it doesn't seem like it's really that much. So hopefully I'll give you a more of a decision when it comes down there. It's, re it's going to be releasing on February 14th, 2020. So we have a hand, we have about like a little less than three months to decide if I want to get this thing or not. And if it is the case, I might just get the game. The gameplay stuff is for free, like the extra V skills. And I think Gil will be available in December. But honestly, I might think about waiting around till February to play them unless the next character is so fucking cool. I can't bother or they actually release more DLC. Either way, I just really hope that they decide to do something with it. But for right now, I am really on the fence about the Street Fighter V Championship Edition. Let me know what you guys think about it. And with that being said, we will take a break here on Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway here on AP Radio. We'll be right back. And to all you podcast listeners, enjoy a couple of seconds of awkward silence. And we're back here on Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway here on AP Radio. To all the people out there who are good boys and girls who listen to my show, we do have a little bit of a change up in the actual schedule. If you are listening Friday at 6 to 7 as the usual original time, we have changed. This is now the re-air of the show. We now have switched to Wednesdays at, I believe, it's after Tobo. So I think it's Wednesdays from 8 to 9 Central Time with re-airs at the original normal time on Fridays at 6 to 7 Central Time. So either way, the fact you guys are listening in is awesome. And I thank you so much. Now, to anyone out there who is listening, in case you just miss an episode or you just recently heard about me because I've been bugging you so much to listen to my shows, go on to Spotify, Apple, or Google Music, or anywhere where podcasts are presented, and give us a listen. Me and all of my great friends here at AP Radio, we have a whole catalog of stuff that we really like to do we have a bunch of different shows i'm on like three or four different shows now including this i'm also on thinking outside the box office about movie reviews that's every wednesday from 5 30 to 6 30 or 6 to 7 i really should learn my schedule times huh <laughs> but it's a great movie review i think we're gonna be doing oh god charlie's angels Ugh. Or we did to Charlie's Angels. I don't know. I I kind of just don't want to think about it more than that. We're also on Lizard Liquors, a craft beer review tasting show from 9 to 11.30 on Mondays. We also have a website, lizardlickers.com, in case you want to watch any of our previous archived episodes. Last week, we totally fucked with our fellow Lizard Licker, Josh. And uh, did an old did a fake brewery for him. Uh, go to old Hobart Brewing Company dot org, I think, or dot info. And uh, yeah, go go check it out. It's it's pretty funny that he didn't catch on to it because we made him read the entire like thing. So anyway, I'm also on you and you gaming. We are a Twitch exclusive thing here at AP Radio at UU Gaming Show. 
twitch.tv. And we also have been starting to do uh, Let's Plays. <clears throat> Austin and I just beat uh, Spider-Man PS4 in one sitting, but you'll be getting little videos of that. I believe it's just you and you gaming on YouTube. So give us a check out. We're a creator on the rise. And hopefully we can just stretch ourselves out to the point of which we can encompass as many people in the audience as we can. <clears throat> Thank you so much for supporting us. We love doing this. And of course, just keep telling people about us. I'll plug my Twitter in a little bit. But first, we got to talk about Street Fighter some more. I know I just did a whole like spiel about should I spend money? But it's more so about a breakdown of the new character Gil. And or the new released character from the olden days Gil. Now, I am not a humongous fan of Gil, but this character has always been really cool to look at, really fun to play as, and a bitch and a half to fight against. So, now that he becomes now a playable character in Street Fighter V, as opposed to his broken-ass self in Street Fighter Three, will Gil actually be fun? Or will he be just another boring Street Fighter V character? Or will he be way too broken and way too high tier towards the end of the Street Fighter V's runtime? We don't know. Or do we? Well, let's give a nice little breakdown of our two-tone bastard, Jesus Christ. Our, our icy hot Jesus, I think they're calling him. <coughs> so let's just get a look at Gil. So Gil, for those who are very unfamiliar with Street Fighter as a whole, is the final boss of Street Fighter 3. All three versions. He is literally a dude who is wearing just a thong and is wearing and has his skin literally two different colors, red and blue, with yellow golden hair. He is supposed to be the leader of the Illuminati. Yeah, like after the crazy, weird, made-up dictatorship of Shadowloo, they just go straight to the Illuminati in the next game. It's pretty fun. So Gil has been a pain in my ass for a long time because I played a lot of Street Fighter 3 back in the day. So whenever I tried to play the arcade modes as a kid, he always would kick my ass. And the one thing that was always unique about him uh, when I played him in, in like his bossy version of Street Fighter 3 is that he has two elemental powers for the two colors. Red represents fire and blue represents ice. And regardless of what screen he whatever side of him was facing the screen would be the fireball he would throw at you. He would have an ice ball and a fireball. And if the blue side was facing the t was facing like the fourth wall, I guess, if you want to call it, it would be the cryokinesis. And if it was the if the fire side would be the pyrokinesis, it was actually a really cool and interesting uh, mechanic, in my personal opinion. So I think they've gotten rid of that aspect about him. I think it's just 
one version is the fire and one version is the ice, regardless of what side of the screen you're on. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. So the thing I really wanted to kind of dissect is not necessarily his moves, but more so his new play style. And I think that this kind of gives me a little bit of an idea of who I want to see, like who else I want to see in this game, like as a result of this new kind of game mechanic, if they're going to put in new characters, I have no idea. So the V system in Street Fighter V is just something that's very unique to characters that kind of helps make the game a little bit more unique or gives them some more unique powers and stuff. So Gil has now, since we now are going into Championship Edition, we have two V skills and now two V triggers to go through. So Gil's first V skill is called Divine Comet. It's a little projectile that is a little, it's a little projectile that falls from the sky. It can either be ice or fire. It causes a certain debuff upon hit. Now, not many characters in the game have a debuff kind of effect, but there are some things that like fire helps take away the health, even if you're blocking and it gives you a whole bunch of like potential gray health that like if your opponent hits you, your health goes down really fast. And poison was one that was like the first debuff effect. It just kind of slowly eats away at your health bar. And then we also have, um, excuse me. We also have, uh, ice, which slows you down. And the only character who has ice debuffs are Colin, which just so happens to be like one of Gil's servants. So ice is going to slow you down and fire will just basically kind of, let me see what fire does specifically. This is just do the whole the same thing. Like just helps do potential health. Uh, looks like it. Yeah. Basically just more damage or longer combos and better follow-ups. Okay. So that's a pretty cool looking V skill. His second V skill is called blocking, which is basically just, Parrying. Uh, Street Fighter 3 introduced the concept of parrying to uh, characters in the franchise. Something that has not really been a, a unique mechanic. It's only become more of a unique mechanic amongst certain characters. Uh, Ryu's V skill, uh, first V skill, was basically a parry. Um, Zangief is kind of a parry. And Alex is uh, first V trigger gives him the ability to parry. If you hold it when your opponent attacks you, it's a, it's essentially the same kind of thing. You can do some pretty cool uh, parries with that. You can do some pretty cool uh, old street player parries with that. And it looks like that's essentially what this is, but it looks like it's really fast. It kind of looks like it comp encompasses the entire thing. And, uh, I feel like that it's a lot faster than reuse. I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is the case, I might be thinking about maybe uh, um, auto automating my controller to make more of a uh, V-Skill button, but I'm not so sure if I want to do that yet. Anyway, that's pretty cool. So the two V-Triggers that are actually both two bars, cool. So one augments his ice attacks and one augments his fire attacks. The first is called Primal Fire, 
which he doesn't need to use the EX version for his Gil's fire moves. It causes great health, eating status change. So I was right about that. I just didn't know what they wanted to call it. Landing moves like overhead, so it just basically gives the debuffs to ignite. And in when this beauty trigger is active, they do slightly different animation upon regular hits. So basically he gets like boss combos, I guess I want I want to call it. He also gets two new attacks called Flame Javelin and Burnstorm. It's another Flame Javelin's another projectile. It's a little bit different from the Divine Comets. So I guess it's kind of cool. And Burnstorm rises up as he performed a fiery uppercut. Oh, so it's kind of like. So I guess it's kind of like this really cool, uh, like sure you can, but with flame, essentially, that's kind of cool. So that's really interesting. Wait, what? Okay. There's another move, and it's called Volcanic Storm, but they don't really talk about it. So there's another move, but I guess they're not saving everything. So his second is Ice of Doom, and the ice attacks have the same kind of debuff properties to, like, you know, it freezes people and slows them down, and it keeps their health bar in, like, a nice permanent stun. So, like, they unless they hit you out of it, their health bar is never going to go down unless the, they hit you. So he has Tree of Frost and Deadly Freeze Lance. Freeze Lance is like an axe kick that creates a small ice trap. Oh, delay. Okay, cool. And the Tree of Frost is this horizontal ice block that hits people. It's like this really cool ice uh, shard thing. Looks really awesome. So the most important thing... I also want to talk about for Gil that I wanted to actually talk about him is he has this mechanic called retribution. Now there's, there's not that many characters out there that have like extra mechanics based on things. There's only like maybe like one or two characters that are in their V trigger modes. So one of them is G he was the second character to be added for Street Fighter Season 3 of the new characters. And he's this crazy looking president dude who has this like crazy fire earth powers. And he starts out pretty like okay as a character, but you can actually charge him to make maximum level of damage. Basically, his gold abilities turn more into magma. He becomes a lot more deadly as a result of this. He basically just gains a lot of power, and he actually has, like, V-triggers that help him continue being, like, in that state. It's a really cool mechanic because, like, if you let him get those three bars, he's a lot more dangerous, a lot more powerful, a lot more deadly. And I really like that about him. So what Retribution is for Gil, it's a mechanic similar to that, but it's something that's very unique to just Gil. Just like how Gil, G is the only character to really, you know, like become very powerful and get like really cool moves to have like a maximum charge or maximum power output. 
Gil has something called retribution. So if Gil hits an opponent with an opposite elemental attack while they are debuffed with either fire or ice, said attack will gain bonus property that allow for other, either more damage, longer combos, or better follow-up situations. So it can be shown in the trailer, which I am not going to become a video uh, channel right now to show you this. But if you go watch Gil's release trailer for Championship Edition, you will see whenever, like, they're covered in ice or fire and they hit him with an opposite element. So say like the opponent's on fire and they're glowing orange and then he hits him with an ice attack. You'll see like this really big, like explosion kind of protruding around the opponent. And as a result of that, you see like, Oh, that's kind of cool. What does that do? Basically it kind of just Gives you more damage, gives you a lot, kind of like pops them in the air and just is like gets them into more of a stun state that allows for more damage, for more follow ups, for more crazy combos. I mean, like, I think they even changed like the camera around a couple times just to showcase some crazy boss combos because that shit sounds pretty crazy. Honestly, I'm pretty excited for how scary Gil is going to be. So that mechanic right there makes me like more and more interested in him because that's the one thing I want to say about Street Fighter V is that they don't give you that many crazy or kooky options. Most of these V-triggers or something like that have all been, okay, you get a damage buff, you get a speed buff, you get these extra moves, you get this, you get that. It, it doesn't really necessarily feel like they really tried that hard to make them so much more unique. I think a game that really did the whole like instinct or like the whole V trigger kind of system, like me mechanics that made a character really cool was, I think he kind of gave, kind of gave it away was the killer instinct stuff. So like some characters, if they threw a fireball in this state, they would gain their health back. And those fireballs also did extra damage. There was this character that has a big sword that when his, he would not only do more damage, which I think they all kind of did more damage, but they also had an interesting property. One of them was like, you can just go, you can just easily combo in and out of moves easy. Like you didn't have to like cancel a move or finish a combo. You can go cancel in from, you can just cancel in the specials like crazy, which made him really hard to, to deal with. Other characters got like speed boosts, speed buffs, but like it would be with certain attacks and they would get obvious. Everyone would get like a damage buff in some regard. And then other people would just have extra moves they would throw at you. That would help get you into a stun state. They just all seemed like they would do something that would change the game up a little bit. Other characters would either gain speed. And if you actually didn't use the move the entire time, if you didn't gain speed or gain like strength during that, it would actually like save you from getting like from losing. Instead of like, oh, I am I got totally destroyed, you literally use your instinct at the end and be like, yo, bitch, never mind, I got it. The only, th like, they basically, like, it would save your ass, like, it was like your Hail Mary kind of move. Now, the only reason I have to say that those moves didn't really, the only problem with them was that you had to get hit, and there wasn't a way to build it up without being hit, so, like... 
that's the one thing I think the V triggers really were cool. And that's why I like the V skills is because they help you build up the V gauge. Definitely not as much as I want them to. Like some are way, way, way better than others. But like in general, like they're all really good moves. It's just. I kind of wish they gave us more. And I am actually, I mean, I mean, more V bar, like they actually gave us a whole nother V skill. And hopefully these V skills are really good because the, the ones I've seen so far besides Gil's blocking, which is just reuse first V skill. We've only seen like two for sure. Like we know what they do and we know what they're called. Like Ryu has another counter move. that has got thrust strike, which is basically like his V trigger two, but like not his V trigger two. So they made Ryu essentially just a counter character. And I'm like, how is this going to make Ryu better is beyond me. And Ken has this weird like wheel kick, which is like a horizontal wheel kick. Like it looks very similar to like what Chun-Li has for her move. I don't know. I'm not really like looking forward to having them all be really cool or unique. Like I hope some are better than others. Like I really hope birdies isn't like, Oh, you get to eat more <laughs> or you get to do something like it's something weird. Like, there's only one character who I think who has a V skill that I would really like to see utilized better. And that's Hakan because he was like the oil wrestler who in four would put oil and it would change properties to his moves and stuff. It's just one of those things I really would like to see done better. I don't, I don't know like what to tell people. It just looks like we're not trying hard enough folks. We gotta, we gotta like reel it back, I guess. <laughs> But anyway, the point I'm trying to get at is, is that these moves look really cool. Gil looks really good. But that's the thing with Street Fighter is that they don't really give you that many options to do crazy, crazy shit. And I kind of wish that like with Killer Instinct, they saw how unique they would change things around. But it would still like make the game very fun. And I think that's why people still want to bring back KI and people just want to be like, get on with street fighter six like get five out of here i'm done with five five is a nothing anymore like even though i think again I, i'm gonna play a lot more five than like if i had to come back to another video game or a street fighter game in the series i come back to the alpha games every once in a while i come back to three pro third strike probably the most of like older titles and I think like four, I, I don't think my friends have even played that in like years. Like, honestly, I think plural years. We haven't played that together. Um, I still play it for like fun, just in case, like in case someone says, hey, let's play four. I'll be like, OK. And like everyone's like, man, I don't remember what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to demolish y'all for like at least a couple matches. So like, I think I just play it for that purpose. But um, five, I think, is just going to be one I really like. And if Street Fighter six really blows me away, which I hope that like they take their fucking time with, because I think that they really just came right into five right after four. They announced five, like, I think a couple weeks or a month or so after Ultra four came out. And I'd like them to announce it at least and say, OK, we're starting with basically bringing all these characters back, all 40 characters in this game, 
and then we start revealing new characters. Like that would be really cool, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Whatever. But my whole point I'm trying to say is, is that Capcom really needs to work on some stuff and I hope that they take their time with it. Like, I hope I don't even hear street fighter six, except just rumors. I want to say for at least like two or three years at a minimum. Then you can announce it one day. Then you can start talking about it and stuff like that. I want Street Fighter V to at least have a little bit more of a legacy instead of just coming right off the bat of these heels. And it's like we're going right into Street Fighter VI. Again, unless they're going to blow my mind with it and give us like really crazy hyper realistic graphics like they do with uh, the um, Street Fighter, like with the Resident Evil and like Devil May Cry engines. Like that would be cool. But. I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I, if, if that's what it's going to take, I'd rather them like not show that off because I don't know how I'd be okay with that. Like I'd rather just see if Street Fighter five can go out with more of a bang than what it is currently going at. And I think it's a little bit under a whimper. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just see what happens. And I know I probably don't talk about Street Fighter that much. I like Street Fighter way more than I like Mortal Kombat even though I really like Mortal Kombat. So I guess to leave you off with a little bit, uh, Sindel's coming out in Mortal Kombat 11. She's the character I'm probably the least excited for. But I mean, you know, that's cool. I'm still playing Smash. Terry Bogard's really just the best thing about Smash right now. Um, I'm really trying to think about, like, I want to play more games besides fighting games because I feel like... Uh, I just want to like have a little bit of a break in between stuff, but you know, there's so many great games coming out right now. And I have like a nice little wish list of games I really want, like in terms of, Hey, I want this game series. I want to like finally play this game and stuff like that. But like, I kind of want to make a list and stuff and see like what is coming out now or coming out next year that I really want to get. Because the Avengers game is probably the only thing right now in 2020 that I'm, like, remotely even excited for. And, like, if that Arkham game gets announced and if it's fucking real and it's, like, really cool looking, I kind of want to see that be announced soon because I'm getting tired of, like, waiting around for that. But there's just a whole bunch of things out there that I'm just like, oh, my God, just get on with it or something like that, you know? So, with that being said, I think we are good for uh, this episode. As usual, folks, follow me on Twitter at IanHan11. I know I've always been saying we should stop being so rambly. I was thinking that I should probably try to find a guest or try to find someone to do these shows with. We can probably bounce ideas off each other a little bit better. I'm in the looking for a partner, and if you guys want to be my partner, hey, hit me up at IanHand11. I really like the uh, atmosphere. I currently have 50 followers, and starting with almost like one or two, to have 50 now is actually pretty freaking impressive for only being on Twitter for 11 months for somebody who basically started with absolutely no idea how to use the website. I'm still learning, but give me a chance. 
Also, don't forget that you and you gaming is something I really want to put more effort into. We are, again, a Twitch exclusive either on Saturdays or Sundays. It really kind of depends on when we want to go. As far as I know, we want to do it for Sunday. But I got to really talk to the guys and see what we're officially doing. And we are doing more and more Let's Plays. We are thinking about games, both younger and older titles, and seeing just how well we're going to be doing those. I really enjoy the idea of these games, and I kind of want to play them more. I want to play more games, like young and old, and just have a bunch of fun. Stuff that like I wanted my old YouTubers to play or some of my favorite YouTubers, and they just don't touch or don't touch enough. And I think it's time that like I be my new favorite YouTuber. So go to youtube.com. I think it's you and you gaming. We are, you can literally see our little logo. Let me just double check and see like if that's what our official thing is. Cause I know our Twitch is different. So yeah, but anyway, our, our Twitch handle, since I know that one right at the top of my head is twitch.tv slash UU gaming show. I guess you and you gaming has been actually taken on Twitch from what I was told. So that's actually kind of goofy. And uh, so let me just pop on over here to. Oh, look, it's in alphabetical order. Look at that. So, yeah, it's you and you gaming. So it's literally you and you like the uh, the symbol you. Uh, not the symbol you the, the letters you and you just literally the two two U's and that and symbol whatever the hell that shit is so yeah that's fun anyway go to you and you gaming we are really small and up and coming please enjoy our content we eventually will be posting on our twitters and letting you know when the spider-man video comes out we did a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. And we worked pretty hard on it, I believe. So, yeah, we will, of course, be doing more as time goes on. Have a great day, everybody. This has been Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway. Catch me on, catch y'all on the flip side. And again, do not watch the live action Lady in the Tramp movie because it's more like Lady in the Trash. Have a good one, everybody. I should probably say something nicer. Bye.